0: Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies under 90 minutes.
1: 200, 74. 400. 46. 69. 105. 6 minutes. 127. 12. 15. 000. 15 000. 164. Negative 4. 25,000. 25,
0: 423. 75. Yeah. 70. Well, see if you bastards can do 90.
1: okay today on our show clocking in at 80 minutes we are talking about 1996s Joe's apartment written and directed by John Payson uh, the also the original writer of the short film on which this film is based did you bother watching the uh, the MTV short all? no I did I watched it well how was it um, it is we'll get into it when we get to the moment in the movie. It is basically the scene with him and the girl in their apartment, like when he brings her home mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. get a towel and she they're sitting on the couch. It's that exact scene is basically the whole movie.
0: Okay. I, I so gotcha.
1: It's, it, I mean, it. it's interesting because like they definitely like it, it, it definitely feels the same. Like you can see how they expanded upon that to get this feature film. It's got the, the end, the opening Theme song is there. You got a lot of the uh, the the fast motion kind of camera actions. The puppets, yeah. the, the things, the the puppeteering of objects to make it look like there's a bunch of roaches. <laughs> did um, it have Jerry O'Connell? No, but it had a guy whose hair looked exactly like Jerry O'Connell. So as I'm watching it, I'm questioning: Did Jerry O'Connell have to grow his hair to match the director, or did the director hire him because his hair happened to be exactly the same as his?
0: I don't know. That's a mystery for the ages
1: yeah um anyway today uh june 18th 2020 would have been our father's 60th birthday he passed away last year and this is a movie that unfortunately we did not get to do with him um it's a movie that we wanted to do with him from the very very beginning but we were kind of saving it um which just goes to show you don't save anything just (laughs) do it or don't wait um (laughs) So yes. yeah, this was uh, this was a movie that, um, admittedly, I grade uh, very softly because of uh, the significance that it holds in our life,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, and we'll get into it from there.
0: All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, to say it was one of his favorites now at thirty two, it's like really, but yeah, he, he I don't know, he was into it
1: again. I I, I don't know if, if if even you under like place it in the same context as i do but like this movie for me this was the movie that we bought when dad like first got back on his feet so yeah. like uh our parents <laughs> our parents well it's true like we yeah, our yeah, parents
0: it's like i'm doing well again <laughs> you know the first thing i'm doing is buying a vhs of joe's <laughs>
1: apart and I that's what been, we did yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was kind of like a celebratory thing. Like, uh, Dad had when our parents got divorced, he moved back in with his uh, parents for a a period of time because he had been laid off, and then uh, after saving some money, got his own place again. And this was like the first time that we stayed at the new place. We bought like a couple movies, I think, but this was at least the one that we chose to watch. And I don't even know if we had seen it prior to that. I don't. I really don't remember that. But um, yeah, it was just (laughs) like it. Yeah, it was a movie that, like, we watched it and we all, uh, all three of us laughed together. And and mm-hmm. for that very reason, uh, I I do not judge it too harshly. Although yeah. there was a point where I was just like, Jesus Christ, we're only 42 minutes into this thing. <laughs> for so, me,
0: the only yeah. thing I remember about him moving into that place was Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Yeah, Like, it came out and it eclipsed everything else in my life at that time. <laughs> I was uh, 11. And uh, I I have a segue here because I was just thinking about it, actually, because I was watching The Simpsons and it's the one it's it's a flashback episode. They go to see Empire and Homer spoils it. And one of the guys like, thanks a lot. Do you remember that time we went to go see episode one with? Oh, yeah. And we were leaving, and uh, he said, "Wasn't it cool when Darth Maul got cut in half?" And this guy's like, "Thanks a lot, man." Like,
1: <laughs> and I don't know if I don't remember if he did it on purpose or if if well, he just. I don't think he's that mean. I, I think he funny. was just clueless and didn't didn't think about it. <laughs> Yeah. I thought I, my, my memory of it was a little bit different. It was more like, can you believe that they wasted Darth Maul? He got cut in half just like... Oh, was like, it? So like, he, re- he really ruined that so that everybody... He was criticized. To...
0: Not only that, but he was criticizing Darth Maul. Yeah.
1: He was critical <laughs> of the, the lack of... Uh, or the wasted uh, Darth Maul by killing him off in episode one.
0: Man, I was... Everybody had... It's like, um. I think if you were to look it up in a medical journal, it is Phantom Menace Syndrome, where you want something to be so good that you convince yourself that it is and that's where i was
1: yeah or there's like someone like me who's just like i i don't really i'm not that into star wars but everyone around me seems to be into it so yeah this is a good movie right we all we all like it do we i don't know like i guess
0: hey jar jar he's pretty funny pretty funny guys i yeah (laughs) um so this movie is produced by Geffen and it's and Griffin Dunn, actor, mm-hmm. director, writer question. Uh, Griffin Dunn. And it's an MTV MTV films production. I think it's their first.
1: It was their first. This was it was uh, Geffen like did a deal with them to produce some films based on their content, which at the time was literally just this short and Beavis and Butthead,
0: oh, unless God.
1: unless they were gonna make a singled out movie because like they had <laughs> nothing else.
0: What about a uh, Beetlejuice? Or was that just distributed by Geffen? I don't know.
1: Well, no. Well, I'm just saying Geffen's deal with uh, MTV was to produce oh. content based on MTV, and they Sorry. didn't have yeah. anything. Yeah, you got it. They were gonna make a, a a news. They were gonna make a basically like a, the newsroom kind of a show, but. Oh really. Not. No, I'm just making this up. No. I was, be, I, I was going on. I, I was going on a thing where like Kurt Loader was going to be the star of this movie. Oh,
0: uh, and what's it? John Remember Norris this is like his backup man. Yeah. Oh God. MTV News. Uh, what was I gonna? I forgot what it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, Griffin Dunn and uh, Geffen and Joe's apartment, and it's the first MTV movie. Oh, I was gonna ask. We did Orange County, which is also an MTV film. Like. I don't know. I can't go through the whole list. We did Beavis and Butthead, which is also an MTV film. We've done three, at least. And I think, like, what are we missing? Just from Justin to Kelly? And just, like, maybe... No, there, there,
1: I, I actually looked it up. There was more than I thought, uh, including Varsity Blues being uh, one of them.
0: I like that movie. I, I think it's over 90, though.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure crazy. it is. But And then, of course, you got the uh, the Jackass movies.
0: Mm, uh, yeah, we did one of those.
1: Yep. Yeah, uh, apparently, Blades of Glory is an mtv movie Ugh. um yeah movies like that pootie tang i think pootie tang uh, qualifies ck's pootie tang yeah yeah <laughs> what do you know pootie tang right there that qualifies so hey coming soon to 90 under 90 fucking pootie tang
0: don't, don't say coming soon when we're talking about louis ck movies on oh. night yeah. hey okay too soon I don't um, think so. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 no comment right now. Uh, Joe's apartment. Yes. Opening number. It's a, and like you said, it's like, um, like fast cam. Like it's almost like sometimes just the regular shots seem like they're shot in fast motion, like, like evil dead or something.
1: Yeah. This is, um, an 83 minute movie that is somehow sped up to an 80 minute movie. <laughs> That's basically what this is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, we get a lot of uh, an aerial shot flying through New York City. Mm-hmm. We get this uh, delightful number. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that this would have been a musical? Like,
0: <laughs> it's. <laughs> It is. It's like I was trying to describe it to Katie. It's a musical in the same way I guess that a Disney movie is a musical. It has several numbers
1: in it, and it's, it's but it, it it's a musical in the same way that like the Blues Brothers is a musical. Like they're oh. doing songs, but they're kind of like just like regular songs that they're just happen to be performing in the movie. That's not like right, co- co- Well, I guess some of them are. Contextual. They're not covers, though, right? It's true. No, not they're not covers. They are original songs. No roach covers, as far as I know. No, yeah. So they had like, like I said, the MTV short had the this basically the same theme song. It might have been slightly different, but it's the same melody, the same lyrics for the most part. And uh, and yeah, I guess they were just like, so yeah, let's turn this into a musical movie. Like <laughs> we could write six or seven more numbers. Sure, and, God and people damn it, will like this. Them, yeah, and some of them are not that bad. Like I was surprised <laughs> at how much funky towel actually still pops into my head. Like as this movie was going, I was like, I, I didn't realize it until now, but I still sing this or at least the good, melody of this.
0: Yeah. Um, it's Often like it's...
1: talking about our stinky babies.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So like the melody, maybe a funky towel, you start doing your own parodies or something.
1: And it's got the funk. It's got a,
0: <laughs> there you go. It's got, um. it reeks of nineties. And I mean that like kind of unintended because 90s was like to me like an era of like kids power gross gack farts and like shit and this movie is like and i i think i've said this i've said this recently on the the podcast about problem child too this is one of the grossest movies we've ever done on this show
1: (laughs) it it really is and i like i didn't even think about how gross it actually is like i completely forgot about the picking up of the waste so to speak yeah. we'll get to that i forgot all about the cakes so to speak i forgot yeah, yeah yeah i forgot like pretty much everything except for the fact that there were gross roaches throughout the whole movie
0: <laughs> and that doesn't help <laughs> but, but they no. look they look pretty realistic for what 96
1: yeah they,
0: they, they look pretty good
1: it's actually pretty good damn good animation and i was actually reading about the animation studio behind this which is now technically owned by disney Really? Yeah, because this studio got bought by uh, like a company that was then acquired by Fox, and now that Fox is acquired by Disney. So like this this yeah. animation studio, which really like literally started with this movie, pretty much mm. like they had done commercials and stuff before that, but this is their mm. first big thing.
0: If you were, uh, if you're gonna, if I feel like you're about to tell me that they they're responsible for the Geico Gecko. So no. you're welcome. <laughs> I, I,
1: no, I don't. I couldn't <laughs> tell you what else they're actually responsible for. But I was just surprised. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like Disney now kind of owns like a hand in Joe's apartment to a certain extent.
0: Yeah, put that on Disney Plus. What are they waiting for? Why not? Um, do you know the name of the studio? Well, when you're done with your, your water.
1: <laughs> Blue Sky uh, Animation, I believe. Blue Sky. Okay. Blue Sky is what cool. it is. I don't know if they like get studios or imaging or whatever, but
0: I don't I don't know what the budget is. I don't look at that kind of stuff usually, so I don't know what they put into this kind of movie. But it seems like a lot of it went into the animation, and it looks pretty good. So that's yeah. what I'll say. Mm-hmm. And so it opens with this opening number, and it's like slow, kind of croony, and it's not a Roach. It's it's some. It looks I don't know who. Just it's like a crooner. Yeah. And I this time I listened to the lyrics, and it's like. They're like, the content is about living in squalor and nastiness yeah. and filth. And I was like, oh, because I originally I just thought it was about, you know, New York being the, the, the perfect place to live. No, they're already calibrating us for for nastiness.
1: Yeah, it's uh, disgusting.
0: And then, as, like you said, we're, we're kind of coptering through the city with these kind of fast motion cameras. And we, we zoom into the top of the, the torch of the Statue of Liberty. And it's uh, there's one roach and he finishes the verse of the crooner like that's kind of non-diegetic becomes diegetic and then we track like super fast like flying roaches the energy of this movie's cranked up to like maximum you know
1: this is i mean in the vein of ren and stimpy this movie is yes. an an, it's a live action animated movie because yeah. there there are flat out cartoon sound effects it's it's really disgusting mm-hmm. it is uh, very quick and like speedy and yeah i mean definitely the entire content is geared like it it should be an animated movie almost
0: Yeah, do you uh i don't know if you knew too much about blue sky but did they do any other live action features
1: i didn't really uh do that much of a deep dive on what they what else they did i just read that quick note about them uh being acquired by disney i'm like get the fuck out of here like that's so
0: weird uh, well uh, at any rate i'll say that it it looks i don't think there's a lot of movies that look like this one with with that sort of and we keep talking about that high speed kind of lens thing going on yeah um, but that's what's happening you got to yeah. see it to believe it guys check yourself yeah. in get an apartment at joe's apartment yeah come a tenant so uh he's they're flying around it's kind of like a first like third person close to the roach flying around they're singing about welcome to joe's apartment getting us ready and uh after this quick little number it's probably like a minute and a half they track into the sewer and we kind of go underground, and now we're in, like, an underground kind of bus terminal. And uh, we we meet our main character. It says up on the, the, the bus marquee, it says, Iowa to New York. So that's where he's from. Bunch it was a nonstop
1: going. trip from Iowa to New York.
0: And he he couldn't be happier to be in NYC. He looks yeah. very happy. He steps off the bus, and it's like, I love the tone. That I will say I love the tone of this movie. Like, yeah. It doesn't take anything serious, really.
1: Um, it's a it's a cartoon. This I was just thinking about this. If this movie were an actual cartoon, you can do uh, like I don't want to say great because that's not the right word, but you could do an appropriate double feature with this with Joe's apartment and like Eight Crazy Nights, Ooh, okay. being just disgusting animated movies that like are really like you know <laughs> very cartoony.
0: I'll tell you, I you know, I hear drive-ins are are making a comeback because of uh, COVID. That might be dying down. We, but, yeah, if that was at it, playing at a drive-in, maybe I'd go see that.
1: Yeah, the two of those together. I mean, to be honest with you, it's a pretty short. Like both of those movies are under ninety minutes, Mm -hmm. so it's like it's a short evening. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, so yeah, he gets off the bus, and it's our main character, Jerry O'Connell, Joe, the titular Joe. Where's the Slider
1: apartment? himself,
0: Joe. <laughs> Stand By Me, previous movie that we did, the only one where I was not prepared for. <laughs> Listen to that one.
1: Since then, you have been overly prepared as, um, a, as a cautious uh, cautious way of, of approaching it.
0: <laughs> so, Jerry O'Connell, main character, married to Rebecca Romijn, pre-Rebecca Romijn, Stamos, uh... And, uh, I
1: forgot all about that era. <laughs> I forgot I about the pre-Stamos Rebecca Romaine.
0: I don't think he's with her. It was Stamos, then him. She left oh, him. Stamos that, for O'Connell.
1: What a what a downgrade. Like going from Uncle Jesse to what's his name, Verno. Yeah, from stand by me. That's Man. like when you. That's like if you're at a wedding and they had they don't have any food that you like, so you get like some fast food on the way home. Like that's that's what Jerry O'Connell is. <laughs> He's the I'm starving fast food meal that you get when you have I just something. Need to, shit. I just
0: need to eat something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is too fancy. I don't like this shit.
0: My mom went and she got me some McDonald's and she's gonna bring it here. So at my wedding reception, it's cool. I've, that's more common than you think. I think. Uh, so. Bus from Iowa, O'Connell gets off. I think it's the funniest part of the movie. He yeah. <laughs> has like a bunch of bags, and you hear in a voiceover form, format, uh, Dear Mom, I made it off the bus uh, from Iowa, and here I am it's in like, New York. I,
1: I made it home safe and sound. And yeah, he yeah, yeah. immediately gets mugged. Yeah, and,
0: it's, and it's, what's the line? It's um, so.
1: Like, heads up, Pinhead. And then yeah. they just start punching him real fast in the face. Or the is like zooming in on him. So it's like, you know, the first person. It's like a first person shooter against Joe. <laughs> you know, but the fist is the
0: is the camera. It's like GoPro yeah, on a it, wristwatch. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's Joe's apartment slappers only. And uh, yeah, they knock him out and they take a bunch of his shit. It's and then...
0: So hilarious because it like it as the movie assaults you like the move the way he's assaulted with this little this like yeah really quick
1: this is a, a terrible new york essentially. like if you if you want to know what kind of new york you're living in it's apparently 1970s new york again it's the
0: it's, uh, yeah it's the one of the nastiest new yorks you'll ever see like joker new york it's like that
1: <laughs> <laughs> like Joe's apartment Like, they literally told everybody, like, okay, whatever garbage service you're going to do for this week, we need you guys to save it, because we're all going to pile it on this one side of the road for every shot.
0: Todd Phillips is actually inspired greatly by this movie.
1: MTV's Joe's Apartment.
0: Yeah, I fucking love it, guys. And I love fucking Gigi Allen, too. What the fuck you got to say about that? He's, like, the hardest director out there, Todd Phillips. Don't fuck with Phillips.
1: I've never really watched
0: his interviews or anything. Um... Uh, okay, so we get that bit. Okay, and it's quick. And he he picks up. They take one of his bags, and you see him just quickly run off. And it's quickly edited. And he goes right back to his letter. And he goes, "Dear Mom, uh, I made it. I made to it studio. to New
1: York. Forget the safe and sound. That's no longer a part of the letter." And then he gets attacked again. <laughs> Heads up, Pinhead. Heads up, Pinhead. <laughs>
0: And then he's down on the ground and it's even like quicker. The guy's even the next guy's even further away with more bags. And then once more he gets up and he says, dear mom. And then once more, a guy pops up yeah, and we don't, we don't get the punches in this with this guy, unfortunately. Yeah. But he says, uh, please send money. And we cut and, uh, you know, get some music going. Like, this is this is the movie, guys. This is hard hit in New York.
1: With that and, MTV uh, soundtrack.
0: Yes. At a uh, at a gross coffee shop, O'Connell gets a, a coffee with lipstick on the uh, the rim. It's a nice touch, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: He uh, reads the apartment ads in the newspaper. Like That's the first thing he's looking for, a place to live. Didn't have that lined up because yeah. he's from, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I guess because he's from Iowa is naive enough to just think he can just find an apartment in New York yeah. just the day that he gets there
0: Mm mm-hmm and he's gone he goes to a lot of them and a lot of them look like shit we see a montage of him like well-dressed like landlords and they charge all of them charge 1500 a month he wants to pay a hundred dollars a month apparently even in
1: 1996 that was fucking ridiculous
0: yeah i'll say um he uh he puts uh he's walking down the street and this is my favorite it's he puts his finger through uh the hole in his pocket i'm like does he have money or i don't know does he
1: i don't know let's let's see and then yeah the finger shows and we go oh he's broke mm-hmm. that's the universal sign for this guy's broke
0: where's the moths flying yeah. out is what i want to know exactly uh meet he meets uh, a guy uh well he meets, he sees somebody on on the ground covered in blood yeah and uh he's got big hair and he kind of He reminds me of William Sadler.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a little bit.
0: (laughs) And uh, his name is, uh, well, we're going to find out. But he's on the ground and he's like, Are you all right? And he gets up and he's all like, Two days, you know, 12 hours and 27 minutes I've been lying here. And he's like, Are you you okay? And he's like, He says, Of course not. I'm an artist. Uh (laughs) And uh, there they go back to another diner and get more coffee. And uh, he introduces himself as Walter Shit. That's his name.
1: (laughs) Walter Shit. This
0: movie's just like, let's get, let's get. I think it was written by uh, uh, Scott Alexander and Larry (laughs) (laughs) Karazuzi. No. No. And uh, it's disgusting. He wants, so we find out O'Connell tells him because he's naive. He says, I want a $100 a month apartment and Walter Shit because he's not a good friend. We find out later. He's he's kind of a shitty friend. He's not good. He laughs at him, and he goes, "Junior over here thinks he's gonna get a rent-controlled apartment," and everybody laughs at Jerry O'Connell in the shop. It's uh, it's a little sad, and uh, he uh, he we see a, we find out that um, this ties in like you know narratively. He says, "Uh, hey, you can't get a rent-controlled apartment unless uh, you know, somebody uh."
1: Yeah, dies, rent or... controlled apartments have been like rent is frozen since like the 50s. So the only way you can get one is if you have an in with somebody and like they die and, or it's like a family member who leaves you an apartment, which I like, I was always confused about the way real estate worked in New York. When I saw this movie, I was like, why? How can you leave your apartment to somebody like it doesn't work like that? Like, yeah, it's can't like, just gonna be like, be like oh, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to give my apartment to to you. My, yeah. my son's going to pay you rent from. now. Yeah. On. Like, can I do a credit check on him? No, 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 no. He's fine. You're good.
0: <laughs> no. How about just word of mouth? How about just blood? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's silly. Um, we see, like, the direct, like, we see Kushner Real Estate here in New York City with these two thugs, the Bianco cousins, who look like something out of, like, a bondage club from the 90s. They yeah. got this, like sun tattoos on the back of their heads one is hollow the other one is filled whatever that means they look like nazis but like weird bondage leather nazis yeah
1: both of their eyes are messed up like these guys are weird they're off these these gentlemen
0: yeah and they have no qualms about murder and we see that right like this the tone is i said i like it. it's super dark and like they don't—it's nihil- It doesn't give a fuck about the darkness either. It just kind of pushes that to the side a yeah. lot of times. And um, they set up like a trip wire at the staircase, and we see this little old lady come out of her shitty old apartment, gets her purse, got her little shawl on, and she trips over the wire. And they watch these two these bald guys, and uh, she falls down the stairs. It's pretty funny because it's a pretty. What is she on like the fifth floor? Yeah, she just keeps going all the way down. Eventually she hits the bottom and she's perfectly fine. She doesn't even want to know what happened. She just dusts herself off and just carries on with her day. She's probably
1: uh, used to it at this point. These guys have probably been around more than once.
0: mm -hmm. And they like one of the only take a drink every time. uh, Vlad Bianco says, uh, "I love the real estate business." I think he says that as he's before she falls. Well, they uh,
1: were they were hoping to make a line of toys, so that was going to be the toy that it it was going to be his talking catchphrase. (laughs)
0: She gets up, goes about her day. and now we're back to Walter and Joe outside, but they're just outside this apartment, okay? And this old lady, her name is apparently Mrs. Gratowski. and she leaves this shitty apartment. She's perfectly fine after falling, but in front of Walter and Joe, she croaks of I guess a heart attack that yeah. dies
1: it was a it was a delayed heart attack from the fall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it took a minute to set settle in, but yeah. Uh he uh so walter the shithead that he is he tells joe to pose as his son or her son i'm sorry so that she can take the rent controlled apartment because that's how it works in new york
1: because uh, walter happens to know this everyone in the neighborhood by name and he knows how much they pay for rent
0: he greets her he's like hi mrs grotowski yeah walter gets around and uh so they go with it and the thugs they pop their heads out to see what happened because they hear screaming and they see walter he's screaming he's really selling it he's like it was your mom joe (laughs) and um we uh we start to once we get into the apartment because it works joe gets the place right he he comes in with like his few bags he's like just really happy as a pig and shit that's almost
1: literally yeah
0: (laughs) and uh he said we start to hear like little kind of creepings of like the roaches in the walls you hear scattering and you can assume there's a lot of them and there's like kind of they're not very subtle about their whispering and you'll find out that they become less and less so in this movie and uh
1: and everything moves like (laughs) there's a whole pile of them under everything so like you know shit is always moving and hovering around like if they're talking under noodles, those noodles are vibrating, man. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah, anything, anything that they can use as a puppet in uh, Joe's apartment, they're going to to yeah. simulate roach action. And uh, so the roaches are talking, and Joe's in there, and, and he doesn't know that the place is is infested with like over tens of thousands. And uh, you're one of the roaches. Say, Ralph's out there, poor sucker. And O'Connell grabs a piece of what appears to be the freshest thing in the apartment because he opens that fridge and it's like rotten fruit and it's yeah. just gross. And he eats he without with little hesitation. There's a roach on the piece of toast, so we can assume that's Ralph. And he just kind of studies it for a sec and just shoves it in his mouth and just like scarfs it. Yeah, he give a shit. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. And fuck uh,
1: it. he's hungry. He's got a place.
0: <laughs> Oh, so before that, as he's looking at the bug, he says, this is one of the greasiest, disgusting bugs I've ever seen. And he, he lets Ralph go. Ralph uh, catches up with his buddies, his cohorts, and he says, greasy, uh, nice compliment, eh, Ronnie? And, yeah. uh
1: because like now, they're like the Adams family. They just do everything is kooky and backwards with them.
0: <laughs> yeah, they just like, you know why I love mud? Because yeah. it's, <laughs> it's dirty at the same time. Uh, some time passes. And uh, he improves the place. How does he improve the place? The same way any young character improves their place in a movie. They put up posters of bands they like.
1: Lots and, of uh, MTV-approved posters for bands that they are highlighting that month. It's so... You got your Soundgarden. You got your, your Green Day, I think, is in there. Or at least the music is.
0: It's... And more namely... And this. I'm so tired of this because it's... I, I feel like people... They don't even... Nobody... Not no shade to Led Zeppelin, but too many characters love fucking Led Zeppelin in movies. They're always wearing Led Zeppelin shirts with their post. Like it's, I guess they're just universally loved. But to me, it's like putting up a Beatles poster in a movie.
1: Yeah, like fuck you. You don't know. Like it's the most basic thing you could say. You know about rock. Yeah, I love I, Led Zeppelin. It,
0: it Pearl Jam to like grunge. When you think of grunge, it's Pearl Jams. But this is '96, so. You know, I'm. If I was Joe, I'm probably listening to Pearl Jam too.
1: I mean, all of it is time appropriate, but Mm -hmm. like, except for Led Zeppelin, you're kind of like, really, Joe?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's like your dad's favorite band, which we don't know where his dad is, by the way. Don't ask us; we don't know. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, he's talking to his mom on the phone, and they're the two. The Bianco brothers are already cousins, are already outside his apartment just kind of scheming and he they hear him on his phone inside and he's and he's talking to his mom but wait a minute mrs grotowski just died so they're suspicious so they knock on the door and uh under the guise of collecting rent which is 50 they want 50 dollars rent from him which is crazy it's yeah. like take it here
1: here <laughs> <laughs> fine
0: that they like their bullies about it and they ask about the mom stuff and uh well joe hears when he hears the knock he covers it up and he's like yeah uh will i'll pray to you later mom you know cheap yeah, hope,
1: joke you hope you hope you're doing great in heaven
0: yeah he answers the door and he's he makes a comment about their difference in race because how can you be cousins if your are one's black and one's white well that's well, all right yeah uh, so he says sorry about your mom's but then you won't, uh, maybe you won't be missing her too long. And that's Vlad. That's like a legitimate threat that yeah. Vlad says to Joe.
1: That is something you would hear our president say on television any given day.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't even, yeah. We're not going to um, go into
1: a tangent, but.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, on the bus, Joe rides the bus and uh, he sees, um, who is this? Megan Ward. Is that the actress's name?
1: Yeah, a Encino man.
0: Yes, Robin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robin Sweeney.
1: I don't remember. <laughs> what, sure. In
0: the yeah, it doesn't matter. She, he sees Megan Ward in the alley, and this movie, her name is Lily because
1: she likes flowers. So, so it's deep, you guys. This movie's yeah. deeper than we give it credit for. And so this that's is why think- I graded on a soft scale.
0: And now that you think about it. Joe is like the common man or the average joe that's true it's, this movie's a deli- lot it's deep okay and ralph is like puke okay yep. so there you go um she's in the alley and she's got like a, a nice little makeshift garden set up in this in this cesspool there's just a little bit of beauty and she's responsible for it and joe sees that and he's into her like he doesn't yeah i don't know she just looks good so. so here we go next scene he's at his place he's listening to music and here we go with that really scary like doesn't matter tone. In the background, there is a woman being defenestrated <laughs> like a like a Russian health official.
1: Oh look that
0: up. Uh during COVID. That's scary. I'm yeah. that's all I'll say. As he listens to music, he turns around and uh, he sees the woman like dangling. And you can assume that the Bianco brothers are probably doing this. Yeah. It's one like, has to assume. those damn biancos again and uh well she falls okay she's probably dead so anyway we cut to uh uh megan uh, aka lily at the complaint call center that she works at what is this It's just a complaint center.
1: I don't know. Like as a kid, I always thought she worked for just like the nine one one dispatch center. Cause like, it seems like that would be who he would logically call if he thought he saw somebody dangling from the window. Cause that's what happens. He like, he he, he's listening to a little CD (laughs) portable CD player, which they, (laughs) he he lifts, he lifts very high into frame so that everyone (laughs) could see that he has it. (laughs) And then, yeah, he's dancing around. He does a twirl. And then like, yep. yeah, she falls and he's like, who? Huh? And then he does like a double take <laughs> almost. And then like, yeah, he calls a number and I don't know, maybe, he, maybe it's about like, maybe it's for like the, the property. Like I, I, yeah. I don't, I literally don't know cause her dad is like a property owner or something. I don't, under, I don't know. It's I, details that really aren't that important yeah. for this
0: movie. She works at a complaint call center. He calls the number instead of the cops, I guess. And, uh, She's like, she's answering such calls that she's saying such things as don't try to saw it off yourself with other callers one way. So I don't know what's going on. Joe calls her and uh, she looks at the apartment stats and she says, well, this this is the worst call I've received all day. You are in a really, really bad neighborhood. And apparently there's a woman dangling from a window. It's like, yeah. But he's like flattered that it's the worst call she got all day. He's like happy about that. Yeah. And keep in mind that he doesn't know that it's the chick he saw in the alley, right? Like, it no, just happens just, to be her. It's just a voice. Mm. And then, like this, you all work jobs like this where the someone comes out and it's that glorious coffee
1: break moment. Yeah. You and, just drop uh, everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're like me, you're like two minutes before, you're prepping yourself for the break oh, anyway. Yeah. Like, well, I got to slow down. I can't keep working until the break time. Don't want to waste a
0: single second um, outside. Lily chats with a coworker about the garden coming along, and then she asks, "Why don't you work for your dad, the senator? He is a senator of New York, which is a pretty big deal." And then we meet him, and he's he's a real J. Edgar Hoover. Because he's, it's yeah. Who's the actor? Do you know him?
1: Robert Vaughn of uh, from Basketball, and I'm sure many other quality things <laughs> that, that aren't these two terrible movies.
0: <laughs> and uh, he unbuttons his shirt, and he, that why well, I say Jagger Hoover because he's got a little silk kind of like nighty thing underneath. Yeah, like he's undergarments. He's a
1: bit, of a, a bit of a transvestite under a, a closeted transvestite, I guess. He's
0: 96, so yeah. and then we see. Alberto Bianco, played by Don Ho. Oh, boy. Don Ho. (laughs) As the cousin's boss. He, I guess that's the gag, is this Hawaiian guy is related to this black and this white guy. Like, it just... I don't know.
1: Maybe it's a joke. If it is, it's not a very clear or good one.
0: Mm -hmm. But Don Ho... Who our uncle has had a run in because he used to live in Hawaii, and uh, I don't remember all. He says like he was just really wasted at a bar, so that's not a very good story. But anyway, shows them all the the best all the best villains have models uh, in their offices. It's true they have a,
1: a scale model of something that they're scheming and uh, I gotta say yep. th- this is not a very good model I was looking at like the details of this model I was like ooh, this is a pretty poorly put together do model you,
0: do you know those uh, like vanity Fair like experts review like scenes like archaeologist reviews archaeologist scenes from movies you they should have model expert <laughs> reviews this isn't a very good model here and uh, I'll tell you why
1: <laughs> uh, so you know if you look at that right there you can see a tear in one of the uh, one of the found at the the foundation of that one building there. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's this a model of what is going to be uh, an enormous prison in the middle of Manhattan.
0: Yeah, a real supermax. Uh, it's a federal penitentiary. 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 It's like weird because I wrote it down and it's like
1: when it's you. It's a write, weird what word sp- when you see yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Um, they're helping him clear space. the jail that's how the biancos tie in they're the slumlords who are going to clear out the property get rid of all the tenants so that he could demolish and then make the the jail so um lily and her friend they're hanging out still on their break i guess and they see a couple kids making uh something in an empty lot and it's uh it's like what are you making there and it's it's a crack house and it's Made out of like needles, like made discarded. of like
1: crack pipes and needles. So it's it's like it's, literally, yeah, it's
0: a crack house. And uh, she says she's like because she's so obsessed with gardens. Uh, Megan Ward, Lily, said, this yeah. should be a garden. I don't understand why it's not a garden.
1: How come everything that looks terrible isn't a garden? <laughs> why is that alleyway not a garden?
0: So Joe is at home at night. And he fantasizes about Lily, just the face, because that's all he has is a pass by of an alley and a bus. Which uh, is,
1: like, really, like, the worst thing to go off of because you're moving, so you can't even get a good look at somebody when you're on a train or a bus or whatever he was on. I know.
0: Plus, what if she has a really kooky voice?
1: Yeah, or, like, a weird fucked up tooth that you can't see because you're at a distance. She
0: smells really bad. Yeah, come on, man. Worse than your apartment. Yeah, but he um, has low standards anyway, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. And the roaches in this scene here, he's fallen asleep, and the roaches are in the walls, and they say they love how sloppy he is. Uh oh. We get a break in here. And I think it's time that the roaches reveal who they are. Because they're they like, like
1: Joe. yeah, we got to keep this guy around. We've decided after living with this disgusting man for a little bit that yeah. he's way better than that old lady, which I was always wondering, like, did that old lady know these roaches on a personal level like they know Joe? Or is right. it just that Joe is exceptionally filthy and they're like, we have to reveal our truth to this man. They
0: refer to her as the old lady, which can mean anything when like he first comes in. They're like, it ain't the old lady. So I don't know. I feel like they connect with Joe. Yeah, and uh, there's a break in here, and guess who it is? It reminds uh, it, it, it rhymes with Bianco. Uh, it's the Bianco cousins, and they break in with their crowbars, and uh, we which see which is
1: what the the tool of all movie yeah.
0: break-ins. Here's my note: here is Joe tosses a like a full box of Lomane, and it misses the garbage at the beginning of this scene.
1: Where is Joe getting the money for all of the takeout food that is piling up around his apartment? Mama. Yeah, I guess. Thanks for the thanks for the loan so I can eat a bite of lo mein and then decide I don't want it and throw it out.
0: Hell yeah. Not even yeah. put it
1: in the fridge, you fucking idiot.
0: <laughs> I know. He probably doesn't even have a fridge, but he at the be- top of the scene, he throws it. It misses the trash, and when the break-in happens, the roaches run into it, and now you get a new puppet in the form of lo mein yeah. on the floor. Yeah
1: bouncy low mane, which i <laughs> i do believe was one of the items that was used in the uh the short film they definitely oh, yeah. they used a couple things that were like also appeared in this movie and they also do the uh the steak the big steak gag where they like they oh, eat the whole thing and it's just the bone left like that's used and then it's like he leaves and then he comes back later and then it's the the scene with him and lily on the couch
0: I always find that satisfying in like cartoons or otherwise when that you get the swarms circling the thing and then it's it's gone. Yeah, they clean it to the Mm -hmm. to literally to the bone. Mm Hmm. Um. uh, Inside the Lo main box, they know what's up out there. Oh, I was gonna say, have you watched a Prop Culture on Disney Plus? Yeah. Yeah, I like I like it. I want to see Joe's apartment. Like, I (laughs) I gotta track down that Lo main. Where's the lomain? <laughs> the puppet lomain.
1: Yeah. So you can see here that the rubber from the lomain is deteriorated. So there, some of these noodles are looking a little worse for wear. But, uh, uh, but that's it. That's the box. And <laughs> I thought
0: the Muppet. Did you see the Muppet one?
1: Yeah, I watched. Uh, like, I, I only watched the ones that I was interested in. Yeah. And I'm sure like the five that you have the same interest in.
0: Yep. Yep. I love the the Gonzo interview. Like he was like, "Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> All those years ago, yeah. He's so old now that, like, yeah. the guy, David Goals, can't really do the voice as much anymore.
0: Uh, do you hear they're coming? To uh, Yeah, to...
1: the the improvised weird sh- I, I remain My uh, enthusiasm remains guarded on that one, but <laughs> it's Muppet, so of course I'm going to watch it.
0: Hey, Muppet Baby's still going strong, though, right? Oh,
1: my God, so strong. <laughs> so oh, so uh... strong. It's on a loop in my house, and half the time the kids aren't even awake.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, the roaches decide to teach them boneheads some respect. I think Ralph says that and they intervene and they mess up the Bianco cousins and pretty much what you would imagine like a roach hostile attack would be like, it's very, uh, you have to,
1: I mean, you, you know that they're going to pull a rug.
0: From, yep. uh, from under
1: someone's feet. Um, <laughs> he's going to you know slip that, on something. You know that their presence is uh, going to alarm them and they're probably going to bump into something uh, hard or perhaps each other. Mm-hmm. That kind of those shenanigans.
0: And what they do is uh, immediately is they take them uh, back by surrounding Joe's face like he's like a jackal. Like, I don't know. They're just on his face like a mask. And that freaks out the Biancos. They they pull out their guns, like their Uzis. And they light the fucking place up. They even like take down an entire wall in the process. Yeah. Um, it gets really messed up. And uh, they uh, they the roaches get in their guns. They like jam them up that way. I think.
1: Yeah, they get into their clip, and I don't know what they do with the bullets, but they they replace the bullets with themselves. <laughs> Roach clip
0: is what he says. And the cousins.
1: There is a ton of punny quips in this like if you listen to the other roaches that are talking it's
0: it's like every time you they're in a prop like every other time it's a context appropriate pun like if they're in a deck of cards they're like uh, i guess it's just luck of the draw joe (laughs) stuff like that um
1: preparation age ointment and they're like what's up his butt yeah like that that, it's that kind of shit folks you know what it is it's pixar jokes whatever (laughs) like it's (laughs) disgusting pixar dad jokes it's
0: coming to pixar objects it's just household (laughs) objects and like the preparation h says what's up his butt
1: it's it's just a remake of brave little toaster in 3d (laughs) but we just don't know it
0: (laughs) objects objects (laughs) they're really running out of ideas
1: but I'll tell you, it'll make you ball your eyes out <laughs> Yeah.
0: I don't doubt that. It's going to be somehow really progressive, too.
1: Yeah. It's going <laughs> to send a us really like, great message.
0: Shit, even be though like, we are already progressive. Yeah. yeah. We're going to uh, be like,
1: God damn it. That was beautiful. God, God. Objects.
0: Time to wake up, you guys.
1: What's Fuck up? Inside Out. It's all about objects.
0: Yeah. I don't, and I disregard Soul immediately. I'm not even going to watch it. Yeah. Now, I'm going to so looks kind of cool. So the roaches, they say, uh, we know where you live. We live where you live. And that scares the Biancos quite a bit. And they end up bolting. Yeah. And uh, this is when we get sort of a formal introduction between the characters. Right. Yeah. And uh, well, it's not a formal because the next morning, Ralph and, and Rodney, I think, is his sidekick.
1: Yeah, he's kind of like,
0: yeah.
1: Isn't he kind of like knocked out for a while? Yeah, he. it's so
0: weird. Like he says, you guys can talk. they like, talk, we can sing. And they do the next song. It's a barbershop quartet style song for Joe, which kind of segues into a big musical number with like paper waves. It's kind of cool. They do like a, a stage for him.
1: Those roaches have a lot of production value going on in this apartment.
0: Well, apparently there's... We find out soon that there's about 40,000 of them total. And it's like all in this apartment or all in the entire building. There's a a lot of roaches.
1: Where do you call home base 40,000 roaches?
0: And and how is there not dissent amongst like half the roaches? How do they agree on everything if there's 40,000 of them?
1: Because Rodney and Ralph are just cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We just need cooler leaders, guys. That's all it is. Yeah. So uh, they sing that song and uh, Joe this is why I say it's weird cuz he Joe somehow is lulled to sleep with this barbershop court these singing roaches yeah and he it's not a faint like he legitimately just goes oh, and like falls asleep
1: it's a sweet song
0: <laughs> my mom used to sing this to me yeah. the next day Joe wakes up and he says what a nightmare he thought it was a dream and he this is one of the grossest parts he he reaches in there's roaches in a cereal box like the cornflakes and he pours it in the the bowl and they fall there's like six of them that fall right in and he isn't yeah. too tired to see and he, the spoon is inches from his mouth and he's reading a like a 90s black and white indie comic at his table
1: yeah.
0: and then he he eats it oh there's also an interior mouth cam
1: yeah like they took that like the interior mouth from little of horrors when he's like singing the dentist song. They're like, we can reuse this,
0: would, which would make
1: sense because it's is a geffen. That, oh yeah. my God. They did. They did. I'll bet you they did. Holy shit. We just prop cracked, culture. We just, Myth solved. Confirmed.
0: We need to call up that Dan guy from prop culture and track yeah. down all these things.
1: Dan, listen, we think that Disney kind of owns Joe's apartment in some way now anyway. So hey, just go ahead and do it. Hey, Michael Moore, miss wannabe
0: listen yeah. um sorry no shade to dan um
1: he's doing it's uh, doing good yeah and yeah. good vibes he restored the honey i shrunk the kids shrink ray so that's, he's doing good that's not nothing
0: so <laughs> uh, ralph finally we get formal introductions ralph introduces himself and his assistant rodney to he's like his right hand man and it works and there's about forty thousand of them. And Joe tries smushing one of them. They're like, "We like you. You don't try smushing us." Like a lot of people, smush and ask later questions later. And He's like, "Oh yeah," and he goes, "Boom!" And he tries to like kill him. And they're like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" You know, they they remind him that the slum lords can come back at any moment. And they're like, "We got your back, man." Yeah. And they uh, they decide to keep an eye on him though, and that's when we get a montage of jobs. Set to yeah, some MTV. So here's a, some Green Day for you guys. This yeah. is '96. Here
1: it is. Here's the Green
0: Day. But to their credit, it's a it's a deeper cut. '86. Yeah. Um, he gets fired, and it's because the roaches keep showing up at his uh, different jobs. Um, yeah, and a, it's a guy.
1: Yeah, it's a series. I mean, I. I I can't tell you how much we laughed as kids at Retardo's Pizza.
0: <laughs> yeah, I that's mean, a even real as a, nine-year-old
1: joke, <laughs> and it still appeals to the nine-year-old in me because, like, it's just a silly name. It's it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just mean, a, really but it's silly it's name. just stupid and funny. I'm, you know,
0: I think people we like,
1: don't. I'm not above harm. Retardo's Pizza.
0: <laughs> it's just a silly name. Yeah, so he, he knocks on the door and he says, Retardo's Pizza, and they he opens the box and there's roaches all over and they're like, uh, good cheese or something like that. It's like, Ah-ha. they're they're not self-aware, these roaches. No. Yeah.
1: They're they're they they think they're performing for everybody. Like not everything is an act, guys. Yeah. Like you can do musicals, but like just be sometimes, man.
0: Yeah, it's like going to a party at like with uh, where there's a, a bunch of second city alumni. Everybody's on.
1: Yeah, just, like you know, God, I just, can we just talk? Can we just hang out? Like I don't want to be here anymore. You guys are exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> fucking exhausting. All I said was, hey, maybe we should go to the get some ice cream later, and then you just
0: yeah. all right, okay, okay. Ben and Jerry's, what kind of flavor would I be? And then they start improvising seeds.
1: (laughs) Apparently, this improv group does nothing but live-action BuzzFeed articles. (laughs) (laughs) There's the top 10 (laughs) best. What kind of game is that? (laughs) Like, what what kind of ice cream would I be? (laughs) (laughs) This is why I
0: like to cite examples on this show.
1: It's not a Uh, game. uh. It's a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) But it feels like a very improv troopy conversation. Oh, and they would be exhausting if you did ask them that question. <laughs> so
0: he gets fired because of the roaches. The copy place fires him. It's like he has smashed roaches like on the copies that he makes it like a, a Kinko's. And uh, we get like the you're fired. You're fired. You're from different bosses montage. And one of them's a clown. A clown fires him. Yeah. And, uh, Proving how low he has sunk. Next I mean, is uh, there's, there's yeah.
1: fewer things in life more insulting than being fired by a clown.
0: This movie is a pre Todd Phillips, once again, was very <laughs> inspired by this movie. Uh the this is a funny scene. It's it's no harm in this year, even for cat lovers. It's a cat scene in the apartment. It shows up and uh we get a rodeo scene, like a country western kind of uh you know funny yeah. kind of I stuff. mean
1: this is totally useless this whole cat thing it's like it's like an enemy that like oh like the cat is back again like you know so it's an obstacle for the roaches because like i guess we're we need them to have roadblocks too
0: that seems to be another thing is why is it in like movies where there's like an animated mouse or there's like animated little things it's always like they try to go for like live action cat or like the one that acts like it doesn't have a personality usually. It's just like a dumb cat. Like
1: right, yeah. How can all these roaches have like big personalities and this cat is really just like well, he's a cat with one ear that's down half the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looks. It's a really angry. mangy. He's a mangy looking cat. And, yeah. uh, it's funny because um during the song like apparently one of uh, the roaches uh, cousins has visited them from out of town. Cousin Tiny from Texas. Yeah. He just kind of reveals himself to be there. Lasso's the cat and we get this diddy and uh joe wakes up to a cat like jumping on him like on his face or something like that or no like the goldfish falls in his mouth and he like swallows it and then the cat falls on his face and he like its legs get really stretchy as he tries to pull it off
1: trying to rip the cat off his
0: face (laughs) and uh you know he throws the cat out the window (laughs) and uh he tells him to stop following him to work. They're like, whoa, whoa, Joe. You know, I think we got a misunderstanding here. <laughs> like, there's like Weisenheimers.
1: WTF, Joe.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, he goes outside, and he's finally he's, like, well-dressed. He looks like, he actually looks like shit throughout, like, the majority of this movie. He's got, like, dirt on his cheek, like, half the time. Yeah. And, like,
1: he's disgusting, like, just like the roaches.
0: He look. He's really nasty, but he like finally in this scene he has a suit on and he looks somewhat presentable. And as he's leaving, a bucket of paint just falls on his head. And that's the kind of movie this is just kicks in the funny kicks in the nuts all the time. Yeah. And and from Walter's shit, no less. See, we find out that his only quote unquote friend is the one who put the paint uh, up there. And I was really confused by this. Even this viewing, I've seen this movie. A bunch of times he shows
1: up in a suit and he's drinking champagne i'm like are you fucking rich and like we don't know it i i don't know what he's doing but like i get the art piece that he's doing like i get it yeah but like yeah i don't know what his deal is is he rich i mean he can lay on the new york street for two days so yeah. maybe
0: apparently i don't like fucking walter shit in this no. movie he's a shit yeah he asks, uh, who would have thought that a guy named Shit was going to be a not a good person? Right? But he, um, he asks uh, Joe to drum in his band. And uh, he's like, I've never drummed. He's like, perfect. You're perfect for it. And like, he's, okay, so keep that in mind. I want you guys to keep that in mind when he says, oh, it doesn't matter if you don't know how to play. And you're perfect, okay?
1: Yeah. Because, yeah, if you think he's a shit now.
0: Um, this is once again adding to this sort of like casual uh severe danger uh mid-conversation there's a shootout that just happens while they're walking by it's like a robber, but he like unloads like
1: clip it's (laughs) it's kind of funny but like also like this week especially it's kind of like oh yeah like
0: i would uh, yeah i know it's rough um,
1: but at the same time this movie's so fucking stupid up until now you gotta just yeah. like, it, it's fine
0: it's for some reason i can appreciate yeah i don't i don't think i would laugh as much if he didn't unload the entire clip super fast on those cops he pops into frame and goes <laughs> and like he runs out and it's so fast um so, uh, mid-conversation... Okay, so Walter says join the band. He says, okay, fine. And he says, what's the name of the band? And we reveal with uh, the next scene we cut, he's putting up flyers that say shit uh, yeah. all over town. And he's putting them up... I'll never understand the cluster of flyers hugging an entire wall.
1: It's, a, it's always a stupid thing that they do in movies to like show how much work they're putting into it, <laughs> but it's always really fucking stupid. Like Maybe two or three, it's like, oh, look, there's a bunch of those one flyers, but... If I see a whole wall of these same flyers, I'm less inclined to look at the details about yeah. it. Yeah, like fuck that wall. That's exactly. how I would
0: feel. I'm like, oh, so this is just wallpaper. It's just kind of shitty wallpaper. I'm not gonna yeah. look at this. Um, but uh, he meets. He finally meets Lily. He gets a voice to the face. He gets to. He runs into her. It's crazy. It's kismet, and uh, she happens to be putting up a bunch of fucking flyers on the uh, adjacent wall, and they're about to meet, and they do. And uh, he says, "Oh, oh you're, you're you." And you know, and he's taken aback. And uh, he says, uh, the flyer here, it's, it's my band. And we kick ass. It's like, I, I assume you must or something some smart ass 90s line like that. Yeah.
1: Whatever like attempt at like banter that they they're trying to go for that doesn't come off at all. because somehow, I, I, don't, I don't know your personal opinion on her, but somehow for me, this actress got worse from Encino Man to this movie. <laughs>
0: I, I, I kind of agree. Like there's some lines where she delivered. I'm like, this seems disingenuous. I mean, maybe it's chilly.
1: Maybe it's the director. Like maybe, maybe whatever his name was, didn't know how to direct uh, Megan Ward of all people. He was probably intimidated. uh,
0: Mr. Turtletob did, right? Yeah. He didn't see man, didn't he?
1: Uh, no, that's Les Mayfield or whatever. Ah, that's
0: right. Thank, thanks for remembering.
1: Uh, for
0: some reason, I thought it was a Turtle tob joint.
1: <laughs> I don't think so. Uh,
0: he did uh, Three Ninjas,
1: coming uh, soon to. Uh, also coming soon. I'm looking forward to that one. No, lie yeah. no at all. Uh,
0: this is unfair, but I was talking. No, I have to. I was talking to Charlie, and he said Kickback was was the superior Three Ninjas, and it's not fair to to not have him here and say. But I just want to say, Charlie, if you're listening, like. I, I disagree. I think the first <laughs> one is...
1: Well, chefs, yes. We may have to have him on for... I don't know if Three Just kick back. I, th- yeah, you this. know... We have
0: to work that out, but anyway. we will do it off uh, off the mic. Um, so, oh, where, okay. He meets her, it's good, and uh, she says, uh, you know, I need exactly what's written on your flyer for this garden that I want to build, this community garden. That's her big goal in this
1: movie, because she's all about gardens. All she wants is a garden on every corner in Manhattan. <laughs> Two cars in every garage and a
0: garden in every garden.
1: Yeah. And um <laughs> so he's gonna are go you, Are you quoting what's his name from Bulletproof? <laughs> <laughs> what is that cars. It's like James Kahn in the Oh no, that's
0: like isn't that like an American dreamy kind of quote like oh every house sold two cars and every I uh, don't know. I
1: guess because we were just talking about bulletproof <laughs> recently, I was just like are you pulling a bulletproof line James
0: out right Con now? As the villain in bulletproof. <laughs> if he's a cop, if he's a cop, you said uh, you'll suck my dick? Is that I believe that's what you said? And he fucking wants Adam Saylor to blow him in that scene. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> so, anyway, she needs shit for the garden and uh, cuts it later at night. And he's writing her a letter, old school. I like it. And he's on the roof, you know, and uh, the roaches. Wait,
1: because I got to do the thing that you hear on podcasts too often, which is, and guys, this is the time before uh, texting where <laughs> you had to write a letter.
0: Yeah. Like, I just want to remind you this was 1996. Okay. Yeah. And,
1: uh, guys, email isn't a thing yet. We don't have instant messaging. I hate fucking everybody who's like, guys, we didn't have this back then.
0: No, I, I totally agree. Like, it, it's annoying to – when you listen and it's like I'm 30, you're 30, and you're giving context to like a 16 – or a 14-year-old who's not listening to this podcast. I yeah, hate right. That, like, too. know
1: your audience.
0: Yeah. You know, we used to have these things called AOL discs, and there were trials, and like, ah. So – He's writing a letter old school and Roach is they tell him to tell her he digs her boobs. They're, yeah. they're trying to always give him tell notes. Tell her
1: you dig her boobs. <laughs> like
0: they're like little like they're like the devil on the shoulder of Joe all the time. They're like they think they mean well, but because their like sense of morality is just out of whack cuz they're gross, you know. Yeah. They're like like Jerry said, they're like Adamses. Yeah. And uh what is he writing on? It looks I, like I an don't empty know. box of dots like he's yeah. <laughs> like it's it's possible <laughs> he's writing on dots so the roaches they start giving him a neck rub and like he swats them away he's a very i'll say this about joe it may be joe's apartment but he's not acting like it in this movie he's very passive with these guys you know yeah. he's like he gave him a warning early hey don't follow me to work but he didn't really lay down the law and they're just kind of Kind of walking all over him. So he didn't specify. Don't give me a back rub. <laughs> <laughs> we need to draw lines, and yeah. uh, we get these guys. Yeah, we get a shit collecting montage.
1: Oh and my god! S- <laughs> this and this is something that, that, like, I was reading. Like, something about like Roger Ebert's original review of this movie what? said something to the effect of <laughs> like, even without the roaches, this movie would be bad, but at least it wouldn't be disgusting. Oh, wait, then there's the scene where he's collecting (laughs) shit. So like, this has nothing to do with the roaches and it's still beyond disgusting.
0: I don't want to sound like a douchebag, but that sounds like classic Ebert to me. Yeah. Writing. Like, it was always, like, just a little bit of pompous, like, oh, and by the way, there's this, uh, in case you were wondering if this was good or not, like, always yeah. shit like that. Um, shit collecting montage, and it is really gross. It's He goes around the city, and, like, he goes to the horses, like, the carriages, and he, like, collects the shit out of, like, the baggie, the, the giant, oh, like, basket that they have. He goes to, he has, like, a standoff with a guy with a dog. And it's yeah. tense because like, the guy <laughs> he wants doesn't to pick up. Like, after he
1: it. doesn't bother even just say explaining like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm collecting this for a garden. Like, do you, would you mind? He's just like, like, like trying to like yep. do it faster than the other. He's just yeah. trying to beat him to the turd. Yeah. Just let him do it. Cause it, you know, but, and it's, uh, this whole thing is done in that, that fast motion too. So like everything is just, he's picking it up at like 1.5 <laughs> speed. So like it's, it's funnier <laughs> but, than it should be. The, what, the, the touch that made
0: me laugh is where he picks up the horse shit. He's so pleased with himself. He tosses one nugget up yeah. like he like want an apple. Uh,
1: <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> I did good today.
0: <laughs> and uh, he's on the bus with his bag of shit. And everybody's like plugging their nose. And uh, he's looking into that alley garden for his dream lady, Lily. Now he knows her name. And uh, he sees her with some dude in a fucking three piece suit. And she like gets on him and like hugs
1: and kisses him. Oh, like it's ridiculous that his first assumption is what it is, because like the the man's wardrobe and body frame do not support the fact that this would be her boyfriend. He's immediately insecure and assumes (laughs) that she's with somebody else.
0: Not only is he dirty, he's an idiot. You You know? know, God. Um. But uh, he sees it, and he's, his heart's broken because he thinks that it's a different man. And uh, now uh, we cut, and uh, Lily's at lunch with her dad, the senator. And uh, this is so stupid. He says, you know, I got a call from your uh, work supervisor, and uh, he said you've been spending too much time in that atrium garden. He's a senator. Why is he talking to your boss? Like, Why
1: is the boss calling the senator? <laughs> Uh, Mr. Senator, sir, your daughter has been spending way too much time in that atrium on her breaks, which she is allowed to do. I gotta say, I really would prefer it if she sat at her desk all day. Uh, uh, unless,
0: like, he wanted to fire her for incompetence, which she seems pretty competent. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, he uh, he tells his daughter he's building a prison, and it happens to be in the same lot where she wants her community garden. So she's like a little up. she's really upset with that she says i'm gonna get the whole east village behind me by the time my 30-day permit is over i'm gonna show you that this thing's gonna be permanent and you're not gonna get your tail basically and uh she leaves storms off so now we uh joe has a, a promising new job things are looking up for him he gets a job at p.i smith and sons which is a uh, piss is yeah. the acronym and he's, uh, he's
1: hired by Mr. Corcoran from Life with Mikey, the cookie man. Or uh
0: the big Lebowski, Jeffrey no, Lebowski. No,
1: the Cor- the Corcoran guy from <laughs> from Life with Mikey. Uh
0: whoever he is, I like this guy. He like he gets it. Doesn't he? Yeah. Doesn't he
1: just get it? He's a good a good little uh supportive actor. Like this guy knows exactly what role he is in this movie. Exactly. And, and he's basically uh Corcoran from Life with Mikey.
0: <laughs> this is my one of my, I know I said this a lot already, but this is one of my favorite funniest parts of the movie is he's in the job interview, and this guy, uh, Corcoran or Lebowski, whichever you prefer, he's a, like a urinal cake king, you know? Yeah. And I love guys like this in movies who take pride in their shitty jobs like yeah, that. Yeah, they're,
1: they're almost literally shitty jobs, yeah. And he says, hey, one of his first lines is, 20 million men
0: piss on, sorry, piss on my name every day. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway... He uh, th- th- that's not the funny part. The funny part is he keeps because his mom set him up with the job. Joe's mom, because she went to school with uh this guy. So oh yeah. Still... All the questions about like his mom from like, does she still have that glint in her eye of every so <laughs> Like that sense of adventure, and like there's a clock behind Joe in the background that you see the time like just fly by. <laughs> jump and he's all like, does she still wear her hair up in that sexy way? <laughs> like it's all it's like borderline you know well it starts to get inappropriate because he's like did she ever give you a sponge bath <laughs> it gets it he gets it he gets it um this is a well like, i think one of the weirdest parts here he gets the job okay he's in uniform it's a big yellow with the hat he gets off the subway, he comes up the stairs, and a little circle pops up in our screen, in our the audience, in the movie screen. And inside is this like middle-aged Asian American man, and he's giving us like instructions like a video game almost, I'm like where to go. He's all like you're going to go to this address and you're going to clean up all the urinals, and you're going to return them to our depository. Good luck. And like the circle just kind of disappears, yeah. and Joe, he sees that the address that the guy was referring to was Yankee Stadium. Ah wow. But like it, the, that little circle there is yeah. really weird.
1: There's so, a lot of really weird choices. And that being got, one of them.
0: Um. So he he collects all the urinal cakes. Like we can assume he got through all that because we're past all that. Uh, he comes home, hard day of work. All the roaches are hanging out at home watching the Roach Channel, which yeah. they're subscribed to. They and
1: it's have like again production value. They they really got a lot of. They got a whole thing going on there.
0: They're watching some porn. Some yeah. roach porn. And the way we haven't really I don't really want to get into like the uh, the dialect of the roaches, but they kind of talk in like this sort of old like they have like an old timey kind of
1: it's like, it's really gets it's Jamoto running, eh Joe? Like, it's a little like it's a little like old timey New Jersey. Yeah. Is basically what it is.
0: A bunch of little wise guys. And yeah. uh, so they're watching some porn. Joe is sitting there feeling sorry for himself, reading his 90s comic, and the roaches show him, hey, hey, you know, some things grow out of uh, some really nasty uh, situations. And they show him the bag, that shit bag, and now has these beautiful purple flowers
1: blooming from it. And how, like, how long was this bag sitting in his right? home? I have no and, idea. like, here's the thing. He is carrying the bag, and then he passes by, and he's like, oh, no, she's with a man. And then decides to hold on to the bag of shit instead yeah. of throwing it out. Like, god damn, Joe, get your shit together.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the plotting of this movie is a little, a little kooky. Um, sometimes it loses focus. Sometimes it regains it. Uh, so we regained it, and uh, we're at the garden. Joe shows up with the shit with the flowers growing out of it, and he's going to surprise Lily there, and she's there. And I don't know, like, it is weird, because, like, he saw her with the the other man, but he's going to show up anyway. Anyway, she's there, she sees the flowers, and she's like, I actually wrote my thesis on this particular flower. It's pretty crazy. Like, it survives in really disgusting, like, damp conditions. Elephant shit.
1: Yeah, it's like a like something from Sri Lankan elephants, and like yeah. something that has to do with moist, damp conditions. Just because he lives in a moldy, disgusting pit. Run for your
0: life, lady! Like, what are you doing? You can do. Never mind. Uh, so she asked, "What? Yes, yeah,
1: you could. For you them. could get Sean Astin, lady. <laughs>
0: yeah, or Matt Wilson."
1: Isn't it a little crazy that Jerry O'Connell is a step up from the man she was? She ended up with in Encino man.
0: Uh, I'd be happy with either, to be honest.
1: I'm not saying he's like a big step up. It's like one of those, like, you know, when you're walking up the stairs that are like, they're short, but they're long,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like he's that. (laughs) He's that. He's the short, long step. to The next actual step. (laughs) So, uh. She
0: asks what piss stands for. He lies. It says it's a bank, and uh, she sees the urinal cake, and she's so fucking naive. she doesn't know what it is. He says it's a special mulching pellet uh, for the garden. She's like, oh, I'd love uh, get us more. He's like, I
1: got a whole bunch and he dumps a bunch of urinal cakes all over her. like and I wow. don't even I don't even see how this would work because urine doesn't like, it's not like urine and feces have the same effect. Like, it's not like if you wanted to fertilize your lawn, you could just go out and collect a bunch of piss and just spray that on your lawn. Like, that's not going to help it. Right.
0: I, I think, uh, she, he just didn't want to tell her it was urinal cake. So he's like going with the lie so much that he's like, yeah, like he even gives, yeah. Um, he says, he asked her to come see the band that he's in shit and they're playing tomorrow night. We have not seen them rehearse, which is, doesn't bode well. uh, for him or shit. And, it's almost
1: uh, like the band is an afterthought, like even for the movie.
0: Yeah. It really, like, oh, it's MTV, so put music in there somehow. I,
1: uh, contractually, we have to have some band in the movie performing a song.
0: We have to have that, and we have to have, and this is non-negotiable, a Charlie Rose parody with the Roaches <laughs> on their TV. yes. And, and though it's not doing.
1: written yet, if if it had been written, uh, we would require the song Butterfly to play seven times oh, throughout gosh. the movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was in the Orange County contract, of course. Uh, yeah, they're watching, the Roach is very timely, I guess. Uh, they're watching a Charlie Rose parody with a pigeon, like a, a rat, a, like squirrel, like a squirrel, and they're that's all insane. having
1: like a debate. It's kind of cute. It's it's okay. It's like, I, am like, what are they even going for? Cause it doesn't like, I don't know. I never, I didn't, I didn't understand beyond a Charlie Rose parody. I, I yeah. didn't understand what kind of gag they were trying to pull.
0: The arguing panel, I guess. Eh, keep um, it.
1: <laughs>
0: Joe tells, uh, the roaches to, uh, get lost tonight. I got a date. And they're like, Oh, Joe. All right. Hey, whatever you say.
1: He's like, Oh, this is where the short film starts. Okay. <laughs>
0: But like this is like this is their M.O. The roaches like they'll say one thing and they'll have good intentions and then they'll like totally forget like hours later because that's what happens. Um, and the roaches they decide they're gonna make Joe's first date special. Okay, so keep that in mind. Now, Mr. Smith, his boss, uh, Lebowski or or Life with Mikey guy. Yeah. Um,
1: Corcoran Lebowski.
0: Thank. You. He shows up at to work. And he's happy, you know, excited. and he sees his boss is being wheeled out by by chair like he will not leave his chair, apparently. And uh, they're also rolling out his giant urinal cake. And uh, he says, it's been a hostile takeover. And we see that a feminine products company has taken over and
1: they're shutting down the entire urinal cake division. And he's... It, it it is a farce. This whole yes, <laughs> this whole scene is a farce. The
0: feminine products lady who looks like the the coldest ice queen ever. She says, uh, "The days of trickle down economics are over." <laughs> like Joe, Joe did not receive trickle down economics. No. <laughs> he is a Unless, janitor. I
1: was like, "Are they going for like a piss joke? Is that what? Because how is it trickle down economics?"
0: I think they were also going for like a very very vague feminist stab.
1: I guess. I don't know. I don't know but Against Nurse Ratchet's mom, like
0: at the gig, we're now at the gig here and uh, we get a band and I know I've made this comparison for another band before, but this band really does sound like sex Bobomb from Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> this opening band here, not shit. Yeah. Um and we you know who this DJ is? No. It's Moby. With oh, a it a of hair. Yeah. Oh, God. He says, ladies and gentlemen, it's loud. It's bad. It's
1: shit.
0: <laughs> and uh, fucking Walter is the front man, apparently. And we didn't, like, he never told us he was the front man when he was talking to Joe earlier. We thought it was just his friend. I didn't know he was in that band. Yeah. But Walter comes out and he's got, like, he's got his front man glasses and his hair, like, up really big. And he's got this stupid outfit on. And they never rehearsed once. And he said, it doesn't matter if you don't know how to drum. But he says, hit it! And Jerry O'Connell, like, with the dumbest, like, grin, like, smile, he, like, starts lightly tapping the drums. And, like, he's Megan like, Ward's there.
1: It, I, I, my funny, the thing I like the most is, like, he, you know, he clicks the drumsticks together like he's counting himself in. But uh-huh. he, he does it, like, five times. <laughs> like, there's no count in that is five. <laughs>
0: And uh, anyway, fucking Walter, because everybody starts booing on him, he turns on Joe, just like the audience, I guess, because he, he doesn't want to, you know, get the booze himself. So he says, uh, I'm sorry, there'll be no rock and
1: roll tonight. This is all that's left. Ooh. And They all start laughing at him. Yeah. Like a bunch of shitty assholes. They're really
0: fucking mean. And I wonder if that's, like, their thing. They That's what they do. That is shit. They, they get
1: a new drummer every week. <laughs> it's, like, Yeah, that's that's another art like project of his.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyway... And doesn't, he, and
1: doesn't he fuck off from the movie at this point? Like, don't we not see shit ever again?
0: Yeah, and it would be really nice to see shit get some comeuppance in this Yeah, group.
1: have the roaches do something to embarrass him.
0: Mm-hmm. But, no, he leaves the he pieces yeah. out from the movie. It's,
1: it's not like the movie was too long.
0: No. I mean, it would maybe it would still qualify for this podcast, even if they added like three if they scenes. Had,
1: <laughs> if they had a 10-minute scene with Roaches <laughs> murdering him, that would it would be still be under 90 minutes. Very interesting. It'd be like Willard. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. We saw that three times in the theater. Get the fuck out of here, did we? Yeah, we did. All of them, like... <laughs>
0: Twice at Bremen, the discount theater, and once in the actual, like, AMC.
1: Once during the actual... We room. were into Willard. <laughs> we liked, we liked <laughs> Willard way Love too him. much. <laughs>
0: Weird kids. Uh, so Lily joins him outside to reassure him. He comes clean. He says, I'm not a drummer. I'm not a banker. I'm, I'm nothing. And uh, he also, he confronts, he's like, well, it doesn't matter I saw you do that guy in the, the alley, the garden, kissing that guy. She's like, oh, you know, he's like, might have been my
1: dad. And he's like, oh. And, uh. Oh, you. She we tells never him, agreed that we were dating, but oh. Yeah, I know.
0: Fucking possessive.
1: Get she the tells fuck him, out of here.
0: Yeah. She came to your shitty shit show. So, <laughs> she tells him the garden could, uh, show her dad something's worth saving in this city. It reminds him of that garden again. And, uh. She gets splashed with mud by a passing car, and he says, uh, "I have a towel at my place." He'd go all yeah. the way to my place for a
1: towel, ah, towel. And you know what? I gotta. I'm sitting here thinking about it. We just have to back up just a little bit here, mm-hmm. like the. It, She's like, oh, this will show my dad that something in the city is worth saving. Like the dude, like to his credit, is trying to build a prison, so it's it's not like he's <laughs> just like, oh, let's just tear this down and put up a you know a parking garage or something like that. He's trying to help the community to we a
0: degree. We don't need things like parks and schools and prisons. We need gardens.
1: We need gardens, Dad, on every corner. That's right. And uh,
0: this is when we get funky towel. It's like the roaches anticipates, I guess, because maybe they are watching, they didn't establish, but maybe they are watching Joe at all times because back at the house, they're like anticipating using that towel and they make a whole song about it.
1: I always read it differently as a kid Mm -hmm. and I, I, because of that, I didn't view it any differently now, Mm -hmm. which is just that like those roaches were just chilling. And, like, they were going to sing that song anyway, whether or not he needed that towel. And it just, just was, happened to need it was, the towel? It was just fortuitous that they needed that towel.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, if that is what it is, then okay. But Joe shows up with Lily out during this number. And they're having, like, this is like a Friday night at the pad. They're having a great time, these roaches. And as a matter of fact, Joe is actually intruding on their fun here, it appears. But yeah. Him and Lily, they show up, and he asks them to get out, right? And he flushes, even flushes the toilet, and they're like, "Whoa, you just sent out rhythm section to Coney Island!" And uh, he's like, "The towel is soaked because the fucking roaches got it soaked during their big number." Yeah. And uh, so he comes out and he gives Lily. He builds up the towel and that <laughs> yeah. place. He's like, "All oh, I ever paper
1: towels, so here you go." I'd be like, "Okay, well this game isn't working, and I, I, if I were her, I would leave." Like, right <laughs> then. Like, his place sucks, too. Like, he lives in a shitty, shit-shit apartment. She's probably looking around thinking, this whole apartment should be a garden.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is a garden-variety apartment that needs to be a garden. And the groaches are still hanging around, though. And, like, they promised they wouldn't be around. So, like, their word means nothing in this. Yeah. Because they're still like they're in the pretzel nuggets, and they're offering pretzel nuggets to to them subtly. And she still
1: hasn't picked up that there's roaches, but she's hearing them on the couch. And this is beat for beat the the f- the freaking yeah. short film. It, the, the whole like uh, shut up, oh, I mean drink up, and like oh god, uh, it's not the, even funny. No, like and it's like everything is. It's literally the short film was inserted into this movie. Roach offers Joe a condom from his front pocket he pops out and says you're gonna need one of these
0: which I assume is in the short maybe it was a different color condom I,
1: actually shorts. that part I don't remember to be honest uh, with
0: and uh she kind of hears them, thinks it's them talking yeah he covers it up and then the roaches they're up in the lamp and it's like a dome lamp you know where you can it's like a bowl and they yeah. all tip the bowl and they all fall straight onto them on the couch it's nasty she screams yeah. she's traumatized she runs out and uh It's it's the whole thing is it's been blown. It's it's over. And uh, um, she says this place does deserve to be a prison because she runs out and she sees that her garden has been destroyed by those fucking Bianco cousins. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, those Biancos.
0: I know they should be locked up. And uh, the roaches apologize to Joe. He's very upset. And he snaps when they say, at least you always have us, Joe. And he, he he leaves and he comes back as Rambo. <laughs>
1: that's the difference between the short film and the movie is like in the short film, they're like, eh, at least you have us, Joe. There's more women out there. And in that short film, he's like, yeah, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> like He's just like, good night, guys. Like <laughs> He's like, ah, fuck the girl that just ran out of my house. Like, I don't care.
0: So you're saying that Joe in the short is a bigger peon than uh, Joe in the movie. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but he comes back dressed as Rambo. He's got the headband on, like, and, like, he's armed with, like, a bunch of traps, like, uh, like, are, like they're bullets. Yeah. And he, he gets in Ted's, and, like, it's really cartoony, because, they they speed up him throwing each trap, like, and he's screaming. And uh, no! <laughs> the roaches are all scattering. They're panicking. One of them gets their babies in, like, a little egg sacks and scream, my baby, my baby. And, uh... The roaches, of course, they know the place, so they knock the canister rather creatively out by, like, knocking uh, the wood plank. It's on a board, so they knock, like, a tea kettle down onto it. And And they
1: knock knock his bowling trophy down onto it, which he really, like, must cherish because he goes diving for that thing like it's (laughs) the cure. Yeah, he really likes that trophy. He's like, oh, no, uh, no, no, no that's the bowling trophy that was like established early on in the movie that I really care about. Like, no, this is nothing. This is my only accomplishment. (laughs) uh,
0: The head breaks off and uh, he slips on a roach trap and they hit him in the head with his, his framed glass poster of like some bikini lady hits him in the head. And he wakes up to see that the, He's tied to the floor. They have the the bug spray uh, pointed at his face. Yeah, and they uh, like they
1: they like Gulliver's traveled Him like he's tied down like a bunch exactly. of little roaches all around him.
0: <laughs> and um, they they um they talk about things that the humans are responsible. They say humans are no fucking prize, right? And they say yeah. that war, pollution, new age music. Oh, that's a real nineties gripe, I think. Like yeah, MTV. Yeah listen to what we tell you to. And uh, you they say, you can't walk off knowing what you know. But they were pretty open about their, their talking like when they, the
1: pizza scene, uh, you know. Yeah, so like, it's kind of like you revealed yourself to me. So like, I yeah. mean, by that logic, it's like, I don't, I, you can murder anybody for life.
0: <laughs> and this is, uh, the timing of this is nothing short of cinematic i'll say because the cousins arrive just as uh the roaches are about to murder joe and they start burning the place down it intervenes and it allows him to uh, escape the building in a really really uh unrealistic way he throws himself down like five flights of stairs that are burning and he somehow just makes it through the front door unscathed
1: I mean, the woman, Mrs. Grotowski or whatever, survived, so... <laughs> it's a magic building. Um, They're he, very uh, soft
0: stairs. Why does he wake up in a trash
1: bag? I don't remember. I, 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 I tuned out for a minute or two uh, right around this point.
0: Okay, so he escapes the fire, and it cuts. like It almost like fades out, it, or I think it does. And, and we don't know what's going on exactly, but he wakes up, and yeah, he tears through like a black trash bag but it looks like a body bag. Did the Biancos put him in there? I don't know. Yeah. He sees the prison sign though coming soon penitenti- penitentiary <laughs> and uh
1: which that's a funny thing too because like it's only in movies do they reveal exactly what a building is going to be when it's being constructed because <laughs> like anytime you walk past a- or drive past actual constructing buildings it's always just like the property company and you're like I always know. like what is that building going to be? We don't know until like has a sign out
0: or you you have to like google like municipal websites like they just got the contract to make it a chick-fil-a like i don't just tell us put up a sign
1: caitlin works with uh uh an old lady in her office who like because she's got nothing else to do she looks up that information so we now know that the building that's going up near us is a 7-eleven all right there's there's no sign that it's a 7-eleven other than the (laughs) fact that that gail told her
0: does Gail know what kind of Slurpees they're going to
1: have? <laughs> I don't know, but I hope that they have the Mountain Dew one.
0: I. Have you read the Dr. Pepper one? I have not, mm. but that sounds d- amazing. You know what else? I, 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 I. The Hawaiian Punch one I've had once years mm. ago. That. One of the best ones ever.
1: I'm going to get a Slurpee tomorrow. Let's do done. it.
0: Do it. Um. So, yeah, uh, he wakes up in a trash bag, sees the prison sign. Lily has now given up. You see her at the call center, and she's smoking at work, and she's, when she gets the call from Joe, uh, who doesn't recognize her voice initially, he's like, is Lily there? And she's like, Lily's not here. Lily's gone. You know, like that's kind of when they refer (laughs) to her. Lily
1: doesn't work here here anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Lily quit, and she storms off, and, uh. He passes the alley on his bus, and, and Joe sees it, there's no garden there anymore either. The dream's dead. So he, uh, he goes back to the wreckage, and he screams at nothing. Or he screams for Ralph and Rodney, but it looks like a crazy man. He's like, yes. Ralph! Rodney! Yes. I know you can hear me! I'm going back to Iowa, and then you fucking Vlad Bianco off-screen goes. Here's a souvenir, a Golden Quay <laughs> present. He like punches him out, and once again, Joe gets knocked the fuck out again in the movie. He spends a good amount of this time knocked out.
1: A portion um, of the film is spent yeah. unconscious.
0: And and this is crazy. The roaches they decide as he's knocked out, they rally together because Ralph gives a big inspirational speech. They're gonna help Joe get back
1: on track yeah for, for no reason at all they decided to help him out again
0: yeah yeah because it's the end and and they get a montage of basically what i write here stop motion bureaucracy <laughs> and uh, red tape because all it is is like a file cabinet and, 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 and in fast motion, opening up and files flipping from one cabinet to another. And you can assume roaches are in those cabinets, I guess, tossing yeah. files.
1: That's the weird, like, some of the weird, like, puppeteering things to symbolically show that roaches yes. don't make any sense. Because you're like, the, a roach could not be in there, under there, around there without being seen.
0: Some parts feel more like bed knobs and broomsticks than just roaches <laughs> operating things. We catch up with the, the urinal cake guy, though, and he's a hobo, and he's roasting a weenie over a pile of flaming urinal cakes, and he's got his giant one behind him, and it's really his only thing that he has left. Yeah, and,
1: it, I didn't know that those things were flammable, too. Yeah, like that's I didn't cool. either.
0: Uh, so they roll the giant one away because they apparently they need it and they, we see where they're taking it. They're taking it to the garden and the pond is there that they have set up and they just toss it in there. It just falls in and it dissolves. And as it dissolves, we see this kind of, um, uh, time-lapse montage of all the flowers being set up in the garden and it's beautiful and it's all sunny again and it looks great. And Joe is asleep and passed out the entire time. Like- at least,
1: I mean, he's not in a garbage bag at least, so like... There's that, but yeah, everything happens literally around him. It's like like the Zacks when they stay put forever and the whole world is built up around them.
0: Apparently, um, when they were doing their, their little montage with the file cabinets and tossing files to each other like you know Roaches do, uh, all bed knobs and broomsticksy they got the deed to the lot and they put it in Joe Grotowski's name, which is not his real name, but apparently now it is.
1: Yeah. So that's not going to hold up in court.
0: (laughs) And they managed to, while they're, they have the deed going through the the toilet drains. They sing a sewer surfing song. It's kind of like a beach boys number.
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, I don't need it, but it's there. And, uh, he wakes up in the garden with the deed and everything's great again. And, uh, And uh, Lily shows up with her dad, and and, and the dad wants to show her the lot. And he's like, oh, it's an empty lot. She's like, yeah, I know it's an empty lot. But much to their surprise to both of them, it's not an empty lot. It's a beautiful garden. And now the world's perfect for Lily because that's all she ever wanted.
1: Well, I mean, she got the first garden. She has like 700 more gardens in this neighborhood that she has to plant.
0: She's got a real garden monopoly in New York. And uh, now... As she makes it in there, Joe has not revealed himself, but the roaches do. There's a big pile of roaches that form like six feet tall next to her, maybe even taller, and there's thousands of them. And she's a little taken aback at first, but then they transform into to letters on the on the grass, and they spell out Joe, and they spell out a heart, and they spell out you with their bodies. Yeah, it's beautiful. They even it's
1: they're even able to make the heart beat.
0: Yeah, it's a nice touch. And, and uh, Joe greets Lily, and he says, apparently this is my garden. I didn't. I slept for like three days at least uh, right here in the same spot, but it's mine, and I'm, I'm going to give it to you. And uh, he says, I got some help from some friends. And she goes, I see. <laughs> and she sees that it's the roaches, and she's like, I think maybe part of her is like, I got to get the fuck out of here. But, yeah. Um, you know, understandably. We get Don Ho, he shows back up as as the head Bianco, and he's with his cousin, the cousins, and uh, the fucking senator uh, guy, Robert Vaughn, is there, and he, like, he kind of goes with the flow, because he knows his daughter's happy, and, like, whatever happened, happened, I guess those dirty roach tricks actually work, because, like, he... He immediately is okay with the the lot being a garden now.
1: Well, the good thing about planting a community garden is that instantly crime drops 95%. Yeah. So there's no reason to build the prison in the first place.
0: But Don Ho is there and he sees he's like with the Bianco cousins and he says, "I want
1: her dead. I want the senator dead. I want everybody in this crowd dead." <laughs> and uh, they he look starts- down picking out people specifically that woman right there yeah
0: she's dead (laughs) that little girl he says that little girl and that's when the roaches say hey look down or something to that effect and they're standing on a pile of roaches
1: yeah which are somehow uh supporting the weight of three grown men over the whole uh, over a manhole yeah uh, which again all three of the men can fit down very easily
0: yep and they, they all fall down at once, and their, their jaws literally drop before their bodies like a cartoon would. Like
1: uh, if, if you thought it was cartoony before, just wait, because this, this becomes yeah. literally a cartoon.
0: So the dad has no choice but to go along with it, and uh, now they're at Lily's place. Joe is staying there for the time being. He's set up on the couch, and uh, he's taking a bath in her bath, which is kind of gross. And Ralph shows up in like a little boat with a, a captain's hat on. To tell him that the, they're all gonna live together oh boy like very presumptuous of the roaches and yeah. not only that but joe's like uh i don't think so and they're like did you forget of all the help that we did for you so they're guilting him not only that yeah. like this is not a bright future for joe and especially not for lily like they're gonna infest her life and uh i feel bad for her but uh he comes out, and he dries off, and he tells her that she's the most beautiful girl he's ever seen in his life. And she's like, "I bet you tell that to all the girls once you get him alone." And he's all like, "No, I really mean it. You're the beautiful girl in the world." And uh, we get one last gospel song from the Roaches while Joe and Lily screw on the couch, and they're like talking about how they now finally found like their their great their Graceland, their Holy Land, this condo in New York that. They were not invited to, and Joe really is just staying there. Temp- like, I don't like this ending. It doesn't sit well, well with me.
1: I mean, it's the exact same thing that Joe does to Mrs. Grotowski. So, like, it's I, I mean, except the fact that he still lives there. An appropriate name for this
0: movie would be, and unfortunately it's already taken, Parasite. They, yeah. they, Joe parasited himself into this apartment, and now the, the roaches, they're doing the same thing. It's just...
1: Yep. But yeah, that's pretty much the end of this movie. Then we get a a reprise of the opening song, except in, you know, about the movie ending. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we get some MTV credits, and and that's it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, I I still grade this movie very softly. Like, this is a movie that we would have uh, probably torn into much more if it weren't for the fact that, you know, it was a movie from our childhood. That, uh, that dad really did enjoy. Well, that is it for us this week. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and social media, Facebook and Instagram, at 90under90, where you can. And uh, thank you for joining us this week. We will continue next week with more episodes. And until then, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. That's a wrap. Time coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right?